Hello. And welcome. To I Spit in Your Mouth. An ooky, 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 spooky podcast. Where we talk about... Actually, are we really that ooky, spooky, though? Sometimes we are. I feel like we're mainly very dumb. We are drunk and... Dumb. And dumb. And dumb. (laughs) The Drunk and Dumb podcast, where we interview... Ooky spooky people. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and talk about ooky, ooky spooky things. And dicks. And and dicks. And my butthole. We talk about your butthole a lot. Yeah. I mean, I'm not mad about it. I like it likes attention, so that's it, fine. It, it likes the attention. <laughs> it's yeah, like I, I feel like I talk about your butthole more than any other butthole. On the planet. You talk about you talk more about my butthole than I talk about my butthole. That and that's is not true. You totally talk true. about your butthole a lot. I don't know. You bring it up all the time. <laughs> Ma'am. <laughs> the amount that you bring up your butthole. Is only second to the amount that you bring nope, up my butthole. Nice, nice. <laughs> anyway. That's Dottie. I'm Gulia. And we, and we host already, this shit show. <laughs> we already went way off track. So this is going to be great. We are not recording on our normal day, but another day because I am a old cripple. That's an right. old cripple. When you get me. old and you hurt body parts, then they hurt and it takes a while to get back to normal. Don't get old. Yeah, don't do Just that. Just don't get old. It's not a thing you want to do. But so I feel like it's going to be extra random today. Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Well, luckily we still have our super beautiful bottle of prosecco. And I have a bottle of nuts. A bottle seeds. Of, of nuts. <laughs> a bag of nut seeds and cranberries that I can't open. Someone to help, please, because I can't. Do we need it. the jaws of life. I can't do it. So I'm just gonna. While Daddy opens the bottle. I, oh my god! Bottle. Oh my god! I opened the bag. You're... I kind of opened the bag. I've never been more proud of you. Wait, no, I still didn't do it. Fuck. Just kidding. That was a false alarm. I know that you guys are like taking this very wild and exciting ride with me, and I apologize for getting your hopes up because I did not do it. Well, this week we're actually going to use the real bottle of Prosecco and not the sound effect that I found on the internet. So ready? Here we go. Not a sound effect on the internet. I hate it. Okay, enough of that. Anyway, I didn't realize you were using a sound effect on the internet. Yeah, because we haven't had our bottle of Prosecco to open for the people for the past couple episodes because we started so late that we just started that interview and drank. My fault! <laughs> so, otherwise, other than that, um, things that are going on in our lives, I am still working. <laughs> <laughs> and you are still working. I got a new job. You did get a new job. I got a new job. Um, If anyone out there is in vet med, I know I think I saw like a comment somewhere on our Instagram where someone else works in veterinary medicine. I feel like quite a few people who are into ooky spooky things work with animals because animals are the best and humans are in fact the fucking worst. Literally. Um, But it's a big thing with vet med right now where a lot of like... Clinics are very fucked up and, like, super toxic. I'm leaving my toxic clinic to go to another one that is hopefully not toxic. I am so close to opening this up. I have this <laughs> tiny little opening. Oh, here. I could do that. Do the rest of it. I'm good with tiny little openings. Ooh, I'm not. So, 
Uh, other than that, I mean, yeah, there's not too much going on uh, in my life aside from the massive anxiety attack I had on Saturday. But other than that, oh, uh, I think I'm, I'm, I'm bounced back from it a bit. Well, we also have to give a nice little special note to the fact that we've had two birthdays in our little family. Yes. Miss Carmen experienced her birthday last Saturday and Miss Tess Tickles had her birthday this Saturday. Yes, indeed. And now I'm all birthdayed out. Yeah, we have a lot of <laughs> Capricorns. And I think the next one might be it's mine. you. Ooh. Yeah. Well, Ooh. luckily we don't have to worry about that yet. Thank goodness. Honestly, we're still going to be in quarantine, so I don't know why the fuck I'm worrying. Right. But luckily for now, we have a lovely interview. And I have nuts and seeds. And you have nuts and seeds that we finally opened. So we have a very special guest, Chris Jennert. He has worked with some of our past uh, guests. Which we love a full circle moment. We love that he worked with Roger Connors on Teacher Shortage. Whom we love. And he worked with Jose D. Alvarez. On, Whom we also love. Oh, we love. Uh, on Killer Unicorn. You know, I, I feel like we don't talk enough about the Jose interview because he was very, he was quick. With his little, like, snaps, I was like, okay, I, I see you. It made my nipples hard, not gonna I know, lie. I know, <laughs> I saw them. So we are going to welcome our lovely Chris Jenner from the other side, from the spirit realm. So join hands in a circle, lower the lights, close your eyes. Get your hand out of your pants. Please, because you're going to need it. And wash it before you touch, before you join hands. For at least 20 seconds. We're still in a pandemic, (laughs) ma'am. And get ready to welcome in the spirit of Chris Jennert into your home, into your hole, and hopefully... Your other hole. Into your heart. You're a pervert. I didn't see that. (laughs) I didn't see that coming at all. (laughs) Multiple orifices. Is there anyone there who wishes to speak to anyone here? Chris, we're calling out to you. Are you there? Are you there? Can you hear us? If you're there, can you please give us a sign? No sign yet. Oh, oh, I heard something. It was a hooty who. Like we- Missy Ellie. <laughs> I was about to say, are we all about to drop it? We're, we're about- <laughs> there, is, there is an unknown virus that's attacking all major clubs. <laughs> I just made our thing go into the red when I screamed. That got me very excited. <laughs> Even when that was the sign, I, I it took me back. I was like, oh my goodness. You're welcome. <laughs> that. Well, welcome, Chris. Yes, we're so happy Thank to have you. you. Thank you for having me. I'm stoked to be here. Of course. We, well, first of all, we appreciate anyone who reaches out to us and is like yes i like your podcast and i want to be on it so that's that's, that's my first one. thought is you're 100 me shameless promotion that's- <laughs> <laughs> it's like hey um so i really liked your podcast can you please interview me? i listened which is to, fine i listened to three minutes of it and it was messy <laughs> you said yeah, i knew like, i needed podcast. to get in on that <laughs> how can i also be messy <laughs> I needed it. I need to be taught your ways. Uh, you know, it's a lot of not hard work and 
Yeah. Listen, if you have a bottle of Prosecco, a microphone, and a Amazon backdrop, you can also have a podcast. It's not hard. I have this brief. I, I, actually, it's quite beautiful. I must say. Thank you. It's a beautiful wreath. Not to be awful, it's my dead grandfather's wreath. <laughs> Shit. Well, this well, this is starting off. This, um, well, I I I I jumped in head first. Thank first. you for listening. It's been a great uh, interview. <laughs> We're done. So, you have worked with two of our previous guests, uh, Roger Connors yeah. and Jose Alvarez, and. That first of all, I'm. I, we love both of them. Correct. They're wonderful, wonderful people. We had great interviews with them both. Uh, and so then, you and you reached reached out to me, and you said that you know you had worked with um, some of the people we've interviewed before. And then when I saw that you had worked with both of them, I was like, yeah, absolutely, let's get Chris on the podcast. Uh, That's how but- I get in. That's how I. Get in. <laughs> Yeah, it's like this person isn't just making shit up. <laughs> we they they did not just be like, hey, I want to be a guest on your podcast. I have no fucking no. idea what you're talking. Hey about. there, I love horror movies. I've never seen one or been in one or done anything, but I would love to be. In I one time carved a <laughs> jack o' lantern, so I have that going for me. <laughs> but I did it in the face of a little kitty cat. Meow, which meow. was really <laughs> so. First, let's let's start let's start there. What what is it like working with Roger Connors? Because I can only imagine that he is a, a sweet angel to work with. He is a sweet, sweet angel. That's the perfect way to describe him. Um, so Roger and I worked on Teacher Shortage together, and I don't know if you've seen it, but we are close in this film. Yeah, we get close um, physically. And physically. Uh, when uh, when I got to location with him we were shooting it was my first day there and it was his first day there we were shooting overnight and um it was our first time meeting and we were sharing a room together and we went to the hotel to nap together before we did the first (laughs) overnight shoot to get ourselves back together and that was kind of my introduction to roger we went out to dinner and then we went back and napped at the hotel and then we spent like three days shooting from like 2 a.m to 7 a.m together and it was fantastic i couldn't have asked for somebody better and i gotta i gotta be honest i probably if you ask him he's probably like chris was so weird like because <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a method actor but i do get a little bit like so my role uh was in a not great mental place during these scenes so yeah. i think while i was on set and working with him i was kind of reserved oh, just okay. because i was going internal do you know what i mean and uh, it wasn't until like later that I, like once we were done shooting those scenes together, I kind of uh, opened up more on a per- in like as myself. And I just remember a conversation with him where he was like, "I'm so happy that we spent more than those days together because I don't know if well, I don't know what I would have thought of you." <laughs> well, and I was like, the- honestly, same. Yeah, I about mean, myself. You- he was fantastic always. You can't go into like this role where you have to be in a deep dark place and like go up to someone and be like, "Hey, buddy, how you doing? Everything's fucking great." Da 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 da, and then like get in there and actually mean it. So I I get where you're coming from, but I'm sure he probably thought you were a fucking weirdo. <laughs> he was just, I was I was like I'm so sorry that I like cry between takes and that I uh, kind of hide by myself, but I'm supposed to be like feeling weird and mad at you so i'm sorry and i was like i'm not like that like obviously like in between things i'm still like 
being myself. I'm not one of those. I'm not like bad at him, but I do kind of try to stay uh, in the authenticity of what I've already been filming. So I want to keep those like mannerisms and uh, the way I work as an actor too is I, uh, I I create a completely different presentation of myself with I guess the acting part. But I, I develop mannerisms and, and and ways of speaking for different characters. And so in between takes, I sometimes like to hold on to those because I don't want to like start messing. I don't want to start fucking them up. Like yeah. Well, I mean, it seems I'm, like, like you, you take your craft very seriously, and you're like, I want some continuity. I want to be in this similar headspace so the role like really translates over very well and that's respectable i get it yeah and then how was it what was it like working with jose on killer unicorn so jose is fantastic now jose was wearing many hats during that production Mm -hmm. yes acting he was like um like so i direct like there he was doing everything like anything on set possible he was being part of and um I was brought in last minute to that film. So I um, was kind of just thrown in and everybody's, you know, gonna hate me for what I'm about to say, but I don't I don't know much about drag or the drag scene. I don't know anything. So when they were like, Do you wanna do this film? This is the part, blah blah blah, blah. I was like, I don't know the life that, you know, I'm about to get thrown into, but I would love to, obviously. Yeah. Um, and so Jose was like this wonderful energy of just like showing me this world that he created. <laughs> and also, I mean, if you've seen it, it's, it's got a lot of fun, fun things going on. Like oh, yeah. uh, the deaths are fun. The, yeah. the topic matters, but it's, it's very Brooklyn. I feel like when you watch it, it's very Brooklyn. Yeah. And um, I, as a New Yorker, I appreciate a lot of it. The uh, um, genuine aspect uh, of the Brooklyn scene. That yeah. I didn't even know about until I was like experiencing it. Uh, was... But I mean, he's a dream to work with, and I've um, I've I've with both of these guys. Like, I, you know, we keep in touch, hang out, and uh, obviously Jose more so. Because he's but yeah. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say it's a little tough to to get to the Midwest, especially like yeah. right now with everything going on. Like in New York, it's one thing; going out to the Midwest is a little bit of a different story. Yeah. But yeah, I, the thing I liked a lot about Killer Unicorn was it brought me back to when I was going out all the time mm-hmm. and like those early ass mornings and you have no idea where the fuck you are, where the fuck your friend is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then apparently your friend just turns up dead. Yeah, I, lo- I loved it, especially because a lot of the queens who were in the movie, I, yeah. I know personally. So yeah. um, to watch Bible Girl get murdered, I was like, yes, please give me more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Back to life and killer again. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, Lady Havoc. I was gonna say that was Lady my Havoc favorite one. for you though. <laughs> Lady Havoc's death scene is my favorite. Um, just so good. But but no, it's 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 wonderful when you have those connections with people that you work with and you know, like, okay, well, this is a person who I would still like to continue to be friends with after we're after we've wrapped, which is fantastic. Yeah. Because Absolutely. and then me and Jose actually we worked on another on a short film together called the Single Evening. Well, which is like a musical short film. And uh, that was fun. (laughs) Very, very nice. So the, we, you know, during, when we do this podcast, we ask a lot of questions. Some of them are dumb, poignant and and wonderful. And some of them are really stupid. So (laughs) (laughs) I like them all. 
Wonderful. <laughs> so uh, the, we, we like to ask everybody, when is the first time that you realized that you were drawn to horror and spooky things and the macabre? Well, my answer is going to be probably the most uh, stereotypical answer that you get when you ask uh, is that my parents, my mom showed me horror when I was a child. You know, I was uh, three or four watching Poltergeist. That was kind of the first film that uh, brought me into the world of horror. And it's it still to this day one of my favorite films. And, you know, my mom used to do things like we would watch Child's Play together. The thing is, my mom was 16 when she had me, but she was young also watching these things like in her early 20s she yeah. would be watching these fun horror films that were coming out and innately mm. i would just be there she just didn't my parents never really censored anything that i watched so i was seeing all these things and, and they would play with it like you know i used to watch child's play when i was a kid and so when i would get punished my mom would my mom bought a my buddy doll and put it in the uh. doorway so that i wouldn't leave the room <laughs> um, <laughs> And I oddly love- enough, like, it turns out I love that stuff, I guess. <laughs> um, but then my real obsession with it came in, like, the 90s when I was seeing things like Scream or I Know You Do Last mm-hmm. Summer. And I, I got to credit a lot of my love for heart and Sarah Michelle Gellar. She's my kind of, like, my Scream queen. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I don't think... Helen Shivers, to- like, the, the moment the Helen Shivers chase scene happened, I was like, I cannot escape this genre. I will always bow down to it and to her specifically and i've kind of been stuck with it ever since i can't get away yeah we are big buffy fans Mm -hmm. so like we totally get it like (laughs) i was uh, gonna say like when you said sarah michelle geller i'm like you need to say no more i think there was (laughs) even like she posted something on her instagram this year for new year's where this is how much of a badass she still is. Her photo was just her flipping off like and she's like fuck you 2020 i'm like I love her. And she's coming back to TV season, so I'm so oh. very excited. And I'm so I hope excited. so. She's quite perfect. Like, she and really she is. She looks fantastic She does. Still. Well, that's because her and so Freddie Prince Jr. are happy, and they're not problematic. Yeah, so they're they, doing like, great. kind of stay out of, like... And she, like, runs a food company now, too, and it's, like, all organic stuff. That's probably awesome. She's the best. I love her. I love her. Yeah. She is incredible. So... Um, yeah, we, we find, we find that, you know, a lot of queer people are drawn to horror at a, at a very young age. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think that says a lot about queer people as a whole, (laughs) uh, but, you know, especially when it comes to the gay experience, why do you think that, that gay, that gay men specifically are so drawn to horror? You know, I, it's a really good question because it's something I've also, you know, noticed. I think, I think it's hard not to notice that like both uh, gay guys especially love the genre. It's kind of, I don't know if I've met any that I don't. Um, and I don't, I don't know what it is about being drawn to it. Maybe it's um, seeing the difference of the character archetypes. I know, you know, gays love a strong woman and usually usually the lead ends up being a girl who kicks some ass and maybe there's also this feeling of um and I, I don't know if it's different generationally like maybe it's less happening nowadays because maybe when you were more so inwardly figuring yourself out you could watch these things kind of unravel on screen where this person is kind of coming into their own to survive an experience 
And so maybe you like watching people surviving this horror experience that's surrounding them that they end up coming out of. Maybe there's something you can get cathartically out of it. Mm. But I can't, gen- that's me like making bullshit up to be honest. I like don't, <laughs> I don't genuinely know. You know what though? That's some good sound and bullshit. Yeah. I must say. That sounds, like, that sounds like me writing a term paper that it's due. <laughs> yeah, no. Exactly. Like, that is literally what happened. I was like, oh my God, I'm on the spot. What do I say? But can I tell you though, all of my best papers, projects, whatever, were done like the night before or the day of for class, where it's just like, I'm just going to go with what I know. I'm going to put some fucking big words in there, sprinkle a little dusting of like passion and then just turn it in. And I'm like, I usually got like good grades on my shit. Yeah. And I think, I think that this, if that is a true um, case for people, it, I think it's also true not just for the queer community, but for people in general who kind of struggle feeling that they belong to something or that they fit into the world that's around them. And, uh, those who feel like maybe there's chaos it's almost a fantastical outlet even when it's realism uh, on the screen like obviously the black place that. but like um i think there's an escapism into this other world that also boldly resembles maybe what you're kind of feeling on a yeah. personal level definitely yeah, Honestly, I think that's a. I think that's a very astute observation, Chris. You're spewing some beautiful sound and <laughs> Thank bullshit. Thank you so much. It's almost <laughs> like you were in a movie called Teacher Shortage or something. <laughs> it's almost like I was an English major, in, <laughs> but not in real life. <laughs> um, yeah, it's because I always I always found it so interesting that uh, you know, gay men love slasher films, and usually slasher films are full of naked women. Absolutely. And I'm like, I mean, okay, yeah, I'm down. Like, they make good, like, nude nude lady. But also, like, where is all the peen? But that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that um, needs, that's something that I often speak about. That needs to be a thing. Well. Um, it, it ha- it's become more and more. So. It, has, like, it has. It's slowly. That playing field. Yeah, slowly, slowly, we're getting there. I we actually, need more male nudity. Yes. So, I was actually I've done um, some male watching. Nudity, I'll tell you. I was actually <laughs> watching the, um, the screener for... Uh, Roger Connors' rebirth. Yes, and there's, you got some in there. That's plenty. <laughs> there is some peen, and I was like, I I messaged him. I was like, dicks on dicks. I was on like, dicks. so I because I was I was watching it on my break at work. So I'm like, my I, like, <laughs> you're like, like thirty minutes. No one look. Like thirty minutes in, <laughs> and then I had to stop. And um, when I was watching, and I and I texted him. I said, listen, I'm thirty minutes in, but that first zombie peen. I was here for it. It <laughs> was like, just flopping so around. Like, it was just like, bloop, bloop, and then. And then we got some butt cheeks too. I was like, listen, this is, I'm not mad. not mad about it. We need more like all nudity. Yes. Yes. That's, and I women, like there's this, kind of, between. This, there's this weird stigma that it's becoming less and less when it comes to nudity. And there's become this weird thing in film where it's like women are kind of almost expected to do it. And then if they don't do it, it means they're either like too serious of an actress, they're like above it or like, they're too crude, I guess, to do so, and then they don't get the job kind of thing. And it's this yeah. weird facet of, like, I think people need to just understand that human bodies are human bodies. We all have human bodies, and it's not that serious. And it's not even just a sexualized thing. It's like, in general, if I walk into a room naked, I have a penis. Other cis males have a penis. You know, other males in general have a penis. But some don't. Like, it's just this whole thing of, like, it's just a body. Yeah. And it can be used in sexualization, obviously. It's a uh, body 
why. Yeah. So like, it's one of those things where it's like, I think people need to kind of ease up on the the bot. Like, it's like get and the I over think, it. Exactly. And then I think, think that would also open that realm of like, instead of women just being sexualized for nudity, it could be just like, nudity is nudity and everyone can be doing it or not doing it. It's yeah. preference, whatever. Yeah. If you don't want to show your body, don't show it. If you want to, do it, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and I and I'm a big fan of of body horror, and I think that there's so many missed opportunities to do some full male nudity body horror because people are so afraid to put naked men on the screen. And I'm like, yeah. Well, I think like part of it, <clears throat> and it's dumb, but I think the part of it is very much so like they think that it's gonna like scare away, and I use that in, like in quotes like cis straight men if they see a naked male on the screen but even which is the craziest thing to me because like go to the locker room you know what i mean like if you're if they're touching so many and like other straight guys yeah i mean like and it, it just it doesn't it's only a problem if you are internalizing a problem correct that's that's the unfortunate like every single movie I saw growing up with like sports teams and stuff in it, they're all smacking each other's asses. They're all in the rooms, like whipping their wet towel at each other's like dicks and butts. And I'm just like, okay, like y'all could do this, but you can't see a dick on a screen. Tell me. And, they're, and like porn, you're watching porn. Is it different because they're having <laughs> sex? But like, it's almost gayer to watch another hard man doing yeah, like right? having sex else right so i don't know i just feel like it's like you see one every day so i don't i don't get it and i find that straight men are way more obsessed with penis than anyone else right absolutely they they draw them everywhere they talk about it all the time they're always touching them their hands are always in their pants i don't understand it i don't get it um but i'm like come on like it's i I think it's (laughs) i think it's this this worry it's this fear as we tie it back into the podcast Mm -hmm. see i'm doing this um (laughs) good for you because i'm like i'm gonna talk about this shit over here and this shit over here and i'm not gonna care (laughs) i think it's this fear that if if they like a lot of these cis straight men feel like if they see a penis and for some reason it evokes some kind of arousal in them that that means that they could possibly be gay and that it, to them is the, is the worst thing that could possibly happen and they'll never admit it and they'll never say it to anybody but i think that's what it is that's that is why the aversion to it is so strong they don't want to see it on in their films they don't want to hear about it but then on the side they don't mind whacking off watching you know a, somebody on screen you know i mean but i mean just ask any straight guy and you know, would you rather watch a porn where the guy has like, you know, an average to smaller penis or, or, or would you rather watch a porn where a guy has a giant penis? And they'll almost always tell you, no, I want it to be a giant penis. <laughs> I want him to have a huge dick. And I'm like, I mean, that you and a lot of other people. <laughs> I think it also stems from like maybe a group setting of thinking too, where it's like, uh, you know, if you're at home watching porn, you're probably by yourself, you know, if you're whatever blah, blah. but if you're with the group of your buddies or something and you, you watch a movie and then all of you see like another naked guy it's like is there an expected reaction of like oh i don't see that kind of thing like the toxic energy that has yeah. to be put out that people don't even feel like dealing with or is it who's making the movie you know what i mean like maybe there's been a change in trajectory of who's directing 
writing. And so when a lot of those man, men were writing the film, they were writing the they wanted to see naked girls. And, yeah. So then they're created. Um, and there was less guys behind the camera who were like, we should throw a dick in there. You know what I mean? It, yeah, it's honestly, but again, it all ties into a body is a fucking body. Mm-hmm. Like, who cares? Yeah. What's there? What you're looking at? I'm like, it's all the same. It's all yeah. flesh. Because honestly, I feel like Nightmare 2 deserves penis. I think they should go back and just edit, edit just edit random penises into the film <laughs> imagine like you just you just see one like on a ceiling or like on a wall you're like here's a dick <laughs> i think nightmare 2 actually um it was it was a crime that they didn't put any penis in that film because it deserved so much penis comes out with dicks for fingers but like like i'm sorry exactly in that, in that leather bar scene there should have been dicks i mean honestly fair <laughs> fair there, you're not in wrong. the scene. I'm in wearing the scene, leather right now. In, right? In, <laughs> in the scene, I don't think it's real leather, though. This is fake. <laughs> well, we fine. love fake leather. We do. Yeah. In the scene with the leather. in the scene with the the coach, there should have been dicks. Yeah. The the coach like when when the coach is having him run laps, he should have been masturbating the whole time. I I'm rewriting <laughs> I'm, re, I'm rewriting Ma- Nightmare. Two. I'm like we're I'm, getting we're getting. You should write a fan film that scales uh, all this. <laughs> We are, we're getting run on street two balls. Balls, yes. <laughs> <laughs> balls. <laughs> Not even just balls. 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 Yeah, yeah. You gotta see, it's gotta have like a little. Of course. It has to have some, some heft it. behind it. Not know? the balls, of course. Like, <laughs> there's gotta be a little girth. I, I, was, gonna, <laughs> I was just gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> we love that. I've invoked such a topic. <laughs> we, love, we love the word girth. It's an issue. I, it's true. It's true. <laughs> so. Uh, my next question for you is what is it like as a gay man working in horror? Um, I, don't, I don't really know. The thing is, I guess I don't know what it's like to not be. You know what I mean? So I don't... Um, for me, it's been, it's been fine. I gotta, I gotta say, I think I... I don't say, like, this is gonna sound horrible. This is gonna sound horrible. Everyone's gonna but I think I kind of lucked out that I don't meet as stereotypically gay. Okay. Um, so as an actor, I haven't really had to face any issues regarding that, aside from the fact that I've internalized issues. of Like, I was originally nervous when I was doing bigger projects, actually. It's going to sound so stupid now. Um, but when I was growing up, I was nervous to play gay roles because I didn't want to get pigeon-held into that type of, you know, as an actor, I want to play as many things as I can. And so I didn't want to get pigeon-held into like, oh, okay, he did this, that's his thing. Because that would would happen to a lot of actors, especially beforehand. Nowadays, it's a whole different thing. But um, I think that was, would be say my biggest, like, issue was that I was, whatever was being portrayed to me made me internalize that I needed to steer away from that and maybe that's partially why I uh, present the way I do. You know what I mean? Maybe it's all been ingrained into me that, like, oh, to be a working actor, you kind of had to fit this niche ahead of time. And I kind of like developed myself as a person like that. So I, I, maybe that's like the, the, my experience. But I would say that when it comes to stuff nowadays, I've had such a, a blast being able to uh, showcase queer characters and uh, storylines, especially working 
with queer writers and directors is really fantastic. As an actor, I really get to see just a different telling of stories that are often told by the people who didn't experience them. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it, that's been one of my greatest uh, enjoyments of, of being gay in the industry is getting to actually like relate to the characters that I'm doing. And I like to play really like dark, heavy things, things that I don't experience, things that I haven't. But I also really appreciate seeing stories like my own or stories that I can relate to coming to life. And I like that I can be a part of that in the time that it's happening now. I mean, I, so I, and I think that was a great answer. And I also understand though, because I think that you are trying to, I, I see, you see it so much in people who get into acting, who want to play a variety of different roles. That's the appeal. That is why like they do what you guys want to do. It's like, I want to be able to be this person over here and then this person with this completely different experience. And you see it so often, unfortunately, with queer folks that once you play that role as a queer folk, like that's it, you're done. And like, that's all you could ever play again because that's what people see you as. So I don't think anything you said was problematic in my opinion. Um, because I, I think that Good that's to know. fair. I, <laughs> I always I, get I, nervous with those kind of questions. No, like, I think that that's think very fair. Like, no. you don't want to, you got into acting for the love of being able to bring these characters, a variety of different characters to life. Not just one type of character, because that's close to who you are. That's, I feel like as an actor, like, you would want to play something completely different from who you are naturally as a person. 100%. And I feel like maybe that's kind of the problem that goes on with uh, the queer in our industry, not really within ourselves, but it it's a thing where, like, obviously, if a straight actor goes in and auditions for a gay role and they book it, cool, then maybe they, they do whatever they do to portray that role. But it doesn't really affect the rest of the roles they play. If somebody comes in and they are naturally, um, I guess, coming off more stereotypically in a queer uh, existence. I think sometimes people behind the scenes who are part of the casting process may not realize like, oh, well, they can also, they're an actor. So they can also play these other roles regardless of how they present naturally as themselves. Exactly. And so that's kind of what what I intend when I say all this stuff. It's like, I think I got lucky that I off screen don't, uh, come off any certain way that has affected me negatively in my career, the way that I've seen it happen to other uh, queer artists. Yeah, which which is, it's so shitty because I think that- It's horrible. It's, it's so bad because once you go into, uh, you know, I've had, I know, I know plenty of actors. I've gotten to hear about their experiences when it comes to audition, uh, like auditioning and going for this and going for that. And I, I did have this one queer friend like years ago and they're like, yeah, everyone just like looks at me and says, this is just a gay guy. And like, that's all he could yeah. ever get. And that sucks. That's bullshit yeah. because he was a great actor and he could play however you wanted him to play. It doesn't like who he is or was does not affect what he can do. 
Exactly. I think a lot of opportunities get like cut short because people, people, especially, and I think this is this. You know, I'm doing it again where I'm broadening it, but like it kind of happens in general nowadays. Typing is it has become so relevant that like play this type of role and that's what you play because that's close to you. And I'm like, well, the the whole point of acting is playing somebody else. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I love it, and I I think we kind of like we talk about this a lot because we do get to speak a lot with like different actors and people in the industry. And it's, you know, it's tough not to get typecasted. No, I think no matter who you are, if you're like, uh, I've seen it happen with like a lot of, I feel like actresses that we saw growing up, like a lot of cis straight women who just get pigeonholed into one thing. And once they play, if like if they if so they finally get that break doing something else, and everyone's like, oh shit, they're a really great actor. Like they're fantastic at this role that we didn't even think for them, mm-hmm. because yeah. we as consumers just gobble up what the media gives us. Yeah, and then I and then it's also like with audiences, it's hard for audiences to sometimes separate the actors from the roles that they play, Correct. which. Even I have a difficult time sometimes yeah. knowing, like I'll be sitting there and I'm like, wow, like I bet like I bet this actor is, is like this. And I'm like, I'm completely basing this off of a yeah. role that they played one time. And like, I literally have no basis for any of this information that I'm coming up with in my head. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like okay. That, must, ask, that means they probably did a good job. <laughs> yeah. Like for an example, Elijah Wood in the Maniac remake. I heard yeah. about that casting. I was like, and again, I said this before, I'll say it again, Maniac is one of my all-time favorites. Um, that it, Just such a fucking crazy movie. But when Elijah Wood got cast in this remake, I was like, excuse me, what? Like little fucking Elijah Wood, little Frodo. But that was- I guess what I look like, Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> you can be a hobbit. I could see Thank that. Thank you. Can... Listen, that's fine. Like you know how many? Bastard. You know how many? You know how many of my sexual fantasies involved those hobbits? You're fine. I could see it. <laughs> I could see that for you. Listen, Mary and Pippin definitely had a thing going on. I don't care. But like, I was like, Lord okay, fucking Frodo playing this sick ass fucking serial killer. I was like, I don't know about this. And then he came in, killed the role, and I was like, okay. You know, like, thank you for proving me wrong. I appreciate that. Yeah. That was also me as a consumer. Yeah. Just like going off of what I've seen him cast in. Well, that was like, I, I was expect when I saw that other film that he uh, recently did, Daddy or something along the lines. You probably just wanted to be I, called Daddy. So I watched it because I was like, I was like, what? I was like, I have to, I have to know what this is. And I watched it and I was like, I'm kind of obsessed. He plays this like, <laughs> this like David Rose-esque character who is just like super pretentious. He's like a total hipster. And I was like, this is hilarious. And I loved every minute of it. Um, So yeah, I feel you. I don't think Elijah. Elijah Wood. This is is now an Elijah Wood stand podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Back from like the good son, I was like, okay, I can do this. Uh, Oh my God. Oh my God. I forgot. Well, you should, you should, you should guess on our other podcast. It's called I Spit in Elijah Wood's Mouth. Uh, <laughs> I would. I would. Wait, that's not what I'm doing here. <laughs> <laughs> what? I you, thought that's what I signed you're up. You're like, for. fuck. This is a lie. I'm out. I'm but done. I should have never messaged. You mean I don't get to spit in Elijah Wood's <laughs> mouth? God damn it! Uh, I would do it. He, <laughs> he he can spit in my mouth. He can spit on my butthole. He can spit. 
See, all right. In my face, directly so in my face. Our intro today, <laughs> we did mention that you said that I talk about your butthole a lot. You do. You talk about your butthole more than anybody. No, not true. It's a hot topic. <laughs> it, it is. All a, over the internet. It's a just, hot, yeah, yeah, yeah. damp, moist. <laughs> Dripping. Absolutely. She's a little dank. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like an old basement. It's just muggy. <laughs> And not muggy <laughs> Ugh. like yeah yeah did you shower we today? need a wet vac is really oh funny. girl <laughs> oh no oh no i don't know how to respond <laughs> uh well listen i told you i like body horror so uh, <laughs> and, and the booty hole is a horror it is a horror show all right it's like it's like the descent <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> you will As never you look at it the same. Now I'm nervous. <laughs> you're you're going to watch it again one day and be like, was this a butthole? We will be the first people to explore this cave. <laughs> you're not the and first person to explore this cave. I'm oh, telling gosh. you right now. <laughs> you're definitely not the first. And you won't be the last. I'm going to kill your cat. So I know my cat is really, I could just doing the most right now. Oh. This is Dorcas. Hi, Dorcas. She's, she's, trying to she's, bite me. she's a cunt. We love her. Love oh her. my god. She just leaped into the air. Anyway. Uh, okay. Well. So, Chris. <laughs> yes. We would love to know what your favorite top three horror films are. Three, five, or one. Yeah. I feel like three, five, or one. Yeah. So you can do like your absolute favorite, your top three, or your top five. Because sometimes people have a really difficult time with this question. So we like this to give options. the worst question. I was like, he yeah, already I, looks stressed. <laughs> he, yeah, ran like, his, I, he ran his fingers through his bangs and he was like, oh. Which, by the way, you have I was like, if me getting nervous before was a thing, this is the, this is the kicker. This is the question that hurt. Um, so I have a hard, I have a very hard time with this question. Uh, because I, it changes for me kind of like on my mood. I would, I always pick, I know what you did last summer as one of my top favorites, uh, mainly because of Sarah Michelle Gellar, obviously, but also because that was the one that in like <coughs> high school, I was rewatching. Like, yeah. like that's the one I, I could quote, like I can lip sync all the scenes. Like, I don't know what it was about it, but I was overly obsessed with that one. Yeah. When uh, I was, when I was a kid, I, I'll never forget. Like I, I, it was my birthday. And my mother was like, well, what do you want to do for your birthday? And I was like, I don't know. Maybe let's just like have friends over. And she was like, okay. So she like, I invited, like, I, have friends. I invited my friends over. Yes. First question. I did. So I invited my <laughs> friends over and she literally bought us like any movie that Sarah Michelle Gellar was in, which at the time was like Scream 2. And I know what you did last summer. And, oh, I um, can name for them. Because, and then, and she bought me, you know, like one of those like, those teen like fan magazines that was just oh all God, Sarah like the, Michelle Geller and it was <laughs> it was like the the specialty like Tiger Beat things or like yes whatever but the it was specifically yep. just Sarah Michelle Geller and we spent and we spent the night watching I know what you did last summer and Scream Two and looking through the magazine while they were all like oh my God she's so hot and I was like yeah right isn't she like so hot <laughs> <laughs> I was like literal best birthday I've ever heard of <laughs> <laughs> and I'm over here like. 
your your mother knew you were gay, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she bought him a Sarah Michelle Gellar man. Because well, she yeah. also knew because well, because when when Buffy first aired the, the the pilot episode of Buffy, I will never forget begging my parents to stay up and watch it. Mm-hmm. begging them and they were like no and I stayed up anyway <laughs> and I wow. watched it with the door closed like and I was like <laughs> sitting there in the dark like and and they caught me they caught me sitting there watching it. it's like just let me finish please I just want to watch it and I was obsessed ever since please I need to know if she gets through does she slay the vampires does she slay the vampires where is Julie Benz going <laughs> Um, but I uh, yeah so that I mean I know the last number is always like it's my go-to it's uh, great but then the other ones surrounding it I always pick the Scream just the entire franchise mm-hmm. um, because I, I love it it's one of those ones that I could like watch over and over again it's my mom's favorite so we always watch that as well uh, Poltergeist because I got that's what like got me into horror mm-hmm. I always pick um, The Strangers because I find it for me to be the scariest uh, film I watch. I love The Strangers. It's so jarring for me to watch, and the direction is so so incredible. Like those long scenes where you notice or not notice something yeah. in the background. That's the kind of thing I like. I I saw The Strangers in theaters, and I remember going into it. I think I saw it maybe like a week or two after it came out, and uh, there were so many people saying how awful it was. They hated it. And I remember sitting there and I was on the edge of my seat the entire film. And I was, I walked out of there. And I was like, how could was, anyone hate this movie? It was movie? creepy. It was so It was good. unsettling. Because for that, me. That's the best word for it. And it's so realistic yeah. that like these yes. people could just be killed this way. And then yeah. at the end of the film, when like Liv Tyler, who, I mean, bombshell obsessed. Yes. Um, she's, you know, she's asking them like, why are you doing this? And they look at, and they just say, because you were home. And that's yeah. it. I like killing people it's yeah it's one of the and it it's just so it's just so jarring like the the slow manner they're just torturing these people throughout the night and it it's one of those few movies too where aside from maybe a couple moments i watch and i'm like oh they're doing all the things like i think people would do like mm-hmm. the people think say to do like go get in your car oh it's broken hide in the corner with a shotgun and wait till somebody comes in oh you know this was their friend like it's like one of those things where they kind of do all the things that people usually are like, well, like I would do this. this. They should do that. Yeah. yeah. And, and that, you know, usually people make those dumb choices. Like, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. They never do any of that stuff and it still ends the way it yeah. ends. And, and the thing I love about it, the thing I love about it is that the, you know, the strangers themselves, like at any point, they could have just gotten in the house and, and, yeah. Instead, no. this oh, was they, it was they liked, they it, yes. Liked the whole the them. whole the whole movie is is them toying with them, which is the psychological thriller of it all, which I love. Yeah. Uh, and it's but it's just so good. And to me, like home invasion films are to me the the, the most frightening. I, because, I will I will agree because it's because they're they're it's they are so close to reality, like. With Scream, like, yeah, okay, yeah, Scream could potentially happen at some point. Like, I mean, somebody... Yeah, there could be a zero your, your mom, Your mom had sex with my dad, and now I'm going to kill you and your friends. Like, okay, yeah. But Great. the idea of somebody just, like, showing up and breaking into your house and torturing you and murdering you, like, that is a very real, very scary 
situation. Yeah, talk about it being based kind of off the Manson uh, murder. Which yeah. Is like very similar to the She she really does an amazing job in that film. Like she is so unsettling and creepy, and yeah. I love it. It's so good. Uh, but now I have like a bunch more in my head that I'm like I can. That's fine. Films. That's <laughs> it. Like... You've given us your five. You're done. You're not allowed to give it. <laughs> no, but, but like, I want more. <laughs> but, well, I mean, obviously, this is this is an ooky spooky podcast. We love to talk about horror we do, movies we do. of all kinds. But I I agree. I agree with with your choices. Uh, I think that you haven't you haven't given me anything that made me go no <laughs> you know if you said like your favorite horror film was Lamageddon, I would my I favorite horror film is Birdemic Shock and Terror <laughs> I love Death Spa it is my favorite I love I, Death, Death Spa Death Spa is amazing <laughs> so here all right here's my thing I as a human love cheesy we love like very b i like yeah. slime i like the 80s i like just terrible like it's not nothing i like is really considered good cinema <laughs> i can i can relate to that then. yeah it's Look, just it's entertainment for yeah. me whenever Julie like, and i watch movies we literally look for the most ridiculous thing yeah. that we can find and, and i love it. it i love it it's it's great Worse, like two and a half stars. I'm like, I'm sold. <laughs> like, give me a good zombie version. Yeah. Yeah. Give me some zombie dick. Ooh, zombie dick. <laughs> full circle. There we go. <laughs> that's, that's what we do. We here. love full circle moments here. We love to go off on non sequiturs and then bring it back yeah. to what we were talking about. <laughs> Especially, I'm like, so I, I'm not gonna lie. I got a little quiet during like the talk about the strangers because I didn't even put two and two together years ago my house was broken into and I did I had to move back with my mother and my I found my mother tied up in the attic and pistol whipped so I'm like it comes a little like extra full circle because I was like oh fuck I didn't even like it that's but that is it does go to show you how real it is and how real it could be yeah my mother is fine yeah, I was Barbara's, like, wait a minute. This Barbara's is, yeah. doing all right. Yeah, my, mother, my mother is fine. It was like a very, it was a weird, messy, complicated case. But it, but it just goes to show you it can happen anywhere. Mm-hmm. I lived in Greenwich, Connecticut when this happened. Wow. And if, for those of you listening who don't know Greenwich, Connecticut, it is one of the wealthiest places like in, on the East Coast. Yeah. Um, but we lived there with this guy for a while and he was into some shady shit. So they broke into the house. My mother was home. Uh, my dogs were home as well. Thankfully they were okay. They just got thrown into different places, but my mother was there and she was tied up and pistol whipped in the attic. I came home from the gym because I worked out back then. Can't relate now, but, um, (laughs) and she was on the floor yeah no but I like opened the door and it was unlocked and I was like 
this is weird. None of my dogs came to like greet me. And I was like, this is even weirder. I looked in my room, which was on the first floor and I saw my one dog there and I was like, okay, like that's normal. But I was like, where's my other dog? And then I start being like, hello. And I hear him barking in the basement. I'm like, why the fuck is he in the basement? How did he get there? And then I hear my mother saying, M, M. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I like go upstairs and she's like, I'm in the attic. And she like told me everything. I immediately called the cops. Cops are the worst. They threatened to shoot my dog when they showed up. I was like, are, are y'all serious? <laughs> they were like, because I have pit bull mixes. They're like seen as aggressive breeds. I use that in quotations. They're the sweetest baby angels so on the sweet. planet. Um, but the guy was like, oh, yeah, like I was threatened by your dog. I'm like, fuck you. Like, fuck you. you so by my hard. dog. Why don't you, like, help out? My mom tied up in the, <laughs> yeah. the house. <laughs> like, I freed her. The dog her. is my least concern. Yeah, and it ended up being very targeted towards the man that she was living with. But I was like, th- I, I could not sleep well for months after because I did not feel safe in my own no, house. No, it's going to make you feel paranoid. Especially, yeah. Especially if it's targeted. Like, what if they're trying to find you? Yeah, well, it was, like, more so the guy who my mom lived with, but I was, like, what the fuck? Because, like, I I did not, we did not have money. He did. And they were, like, apparently he had a large amount of cash in the house. I'm, like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't even know this. The cops were, like, oh, you must have known. I'm, like, I don't go through people's shit. I don't know. Really good detective work. I I know. I was, like, You must have known. I'm going to shoot your dog. So, I, know. <laughs> I know that you guys are the victims, but I'm gonna shoot. Your I know you're traumatized. Nice. I'm going to kill your dog and probably. Yeah. No. So here's the thing: is that they were like, "Oh yeah, like you guys probably aren't the victims. You guys must have been in on it." And I was like, "Are you?" Hello. Like, I called you. Like I called you, and my mother got pistol whipped. So, tell me again how we're the victims. Oh, Barbara. I know. Babs is fine though. That's crazy. So yeah, home invasions, very real, (laughs) very scary. They always get a little bit of PTSD, but we're doing great. Now I live in a in wonderful Peekskill, New York, which is not necessarily the safest place on the planet, not the worst. But no one. But well, no, I live in the Heights, but I perform in Peekskill a lot. Really? Because yeah, yeah. Because I that's where we are. <laughs> Y'all should come to the show sometime when we're allowed to have shows again. We're at the, yeah. Hudson, Vermont, we're the Hudson Oh, really? We live right by the Hudson Room. I live like three blocks away. There you go. I'm in a boy band, by the way. <gasps> that's what I'm talking about. If you didn't know, I'm in a boy band. It's like my full time main job. I have seen the advertisements for your boy band I have tribute to. concert. Oh my goodness. And my that's friend so used funny. to, one of our good friends used to work at the Hudson yes. Room. Yes. Yes. Fiery little redhead, very cute little thing. Mm-hmm. Covered in tattoos. <laughs> Total. She's she's a she's going to hell. Babe in half. Love it. <laughs> Babe in half. She's going, going to hell. <laughs> I think I might have actually been there one night too, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" But I'm here for it. No, that is that oh, is good. so amazing. <laughs> well, um, it's either going to be that or just like, "What the fuck's going on?" And that's so, so this is it. We're just going to hang out. I like, know. Once this pandemic is over, we're hanging out. Uh, so, girl. oh, for sure. I, we have so many people to hang out with I after know. this. <laughs> but like, you actually know where we live. Um, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can walk from my apartment to 
to the Hudson room. You can walk from her house to the Hudson room, like right there. Yeah. I oh live, my gosh. Wow. I live very close because I walk to the coffee shop all the time. We love Peekskill Coffee House, um, which is right across the street from the Hudson room. I hope everyone out there is really listening to this right now. I know. They're that would be find so- you. I, I don't care. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I'm planning on finding you. <laughs> You're like, I will figure and this out. To you. <laughs> Oh, I'm so excited though. Yes, that's cute. The Hudson Room is is a very cute spot. Slasher movie marathon at my place. Yeah, right. <laughs> there you go. So, Sarah Michelle Geller. Sarah, Sarah Michelle Geller. Yeah. I mean, there. I've got a list we can watch, and it I'm can down. just be horror if you want, or it can be all her. Honestly, I'm okay with everything. All of all of the Scooby Doo movies. Down. There you go. <laughs> I feel like Cruel Intentions like Ugh. deserves a slot. You know what I mean? Cruel Intentions is so iconic and so ahead of its time. It it like that movie. I the word obsession when I was younger <laughs> does not even cover the, it. The movie is so was so ahead of its time, and it, it honestly they should like remaster it and re-release it on Blu-ray and yeah, but not remake it. it. Not remake it. No, remaster, re-release I on hate Blu-ray. <laughs> And um, should give us some extras. I don't know, like and maybe like a deeper scene or something about the past. Yeah. Yes. And I love so. And I'm I'm not the hugest social media person, but I have seen like little quibits between Selma Blair and Sarah oh. Michelle Geller. Oh, they're like best friends. I love Selma I know. Blair. And. And I and I feel just just Gal awful going about a lot. her her condition yeah. and um you know but I mean she's she really is being like a voice she is for you know for the people absolutely like, love it like so incredible um she actually I don't know if if you've seen it Netflix original series it's called Another Life and she's in it it's like a sci-fi space something it's really good i really i mean sci-fi space something yeah that's like what it is um because i'm like i don't it's like not like like some episodes are like kind of horror and some episodes are like kind of not it's very strange but i love it um but so good and yeah like and selma blair is in it she's really really fantastic the the cast is really diverse um and wonderful so if you have a chance check it out uh, for everybody, for all of our listeners, it's really good. I loved every minute of it, honestly. Another life, right? Another <laughs> life, yes. Perfect. Um, just I'm like, I'll forget that. Just because we love Selma Blair, <laughs> like, come on. But anyway, uh, <laughs> back to like the interview. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about <laughs> the that. thing we that were, we're here to do. Yeah, we were talking about. This like, is my uh, favorite thing to talk about. I don't, <laughs> so. We're talking. We're, we're hitting like the really important points this here. Is, I love. So earlier you said this is a an Elijah Wood stand podcast. It's not. This is a Sarah Michelle Geller stand episode. We could yeah. talk about this forever. That's it. I spit in Sarah Michelle Geller's mouth. Oh my god. <laughs> spit in my I would mouth. never know what I mean. Like okay, so I've worked with like I don't know how to say this without being like too I I feel like I've worked with a lot of people at this point, but like there's like two people that I would meet that I would be like <laughs> just still starstruck by. You know what I mean? And Sarah Michelle Geller is like the top of like she's like that one person where I'm like if I met her in person I'd be like uh-huh. honestly, <laughs> honestly I feel you on that like so hard I I love Buffy so much that I literally rewatch it once a year from beginning to end 
like every season yeah. every even even season four which i absolutely hate more than anything i watch all the way through <laughs> because i'm showing I, a friend of mine it now she's never seen it before so we're watching it all and we're literally on season four right now uh, <laughs> it's the worst of all of the seasons it's, it's the hardest one to get through it's so t- first of all riley no oh. like ugh, over it anyway um, <laughs> well riley like how are you going to go from angel to riley but you know what it gets us to spike and i'm okay with that there you go my favorite part is i think harmony is a vampire Ooh, harmony yeah. is a vampire there you go. so good but i am obsessed obsessed with glory Season five, Glory. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Glory was fun. Fantastic. Was fun. Um, but I also, I have to say, so the closest I've ever come to being like Buffy starstruck is I was in the city. I was at a, I was at a, a Pinkberry randomly and sitting there like with some guy, we're like eating, eating fro and doing our thing. And Amber Benson was sitting next to us. And I literally could not handle myself because I'm sitting there and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, it's Amber. And I was like, I want to talk to her. I want to say, and I never, I didn't because I was like, I can't just go up to her while she's eating her frozen yogurt and be like, hi, I love Buffy. (laughs) (laughs) Take a photo with me. Right? So I didn't, but like, I was so like, because for me, Tara is one of those characters that- You are under her spell. I am, yeah. uh, uh, and I love that song. So, um, but I, I'm obsessed. Like, I Buffy is one of my favorite things in the entire world. So, literally, like seeing Amber yeah. Benson in a in a pink berry, and not saying hello to her is still like I regret it every day. But also, I'm, <laughs> I'm very happy that I didn't ruin her yeah, pink berry I moment. I was gonna say my thing is is that when I see people who I'm like, oh fuck, I really want to say something to them, like out in public, I never do because I'm like they're they're probably just trying to enjoy their day like and be a normal human I don't want to bother them the one that I was like sometimes I like just being like hi like I know you are hi like that's it like just walking by my number one was Feruza Balk I was by I was on like West Third Street. I would have pushed people out of the way. <laughs> I'd have been like, excuse me, I yeah. have to go talk to her. No, I was hit me with a bed. Hit me with a dresser. Actually, I was walking down Eighth Street on, and I was walking towards the West Side, and I remember I was like young, and I was really stoned. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and I was walking across the street, like across Broadway, it was, and I just see her, and like. She was very dressed down, but she looked up and all you saw were her fucking eyes. And I was like, holy shit. And my friend could not contain himself. And he was like, (laughs) oh my God. But I was like, hi. I was like, I love you. And she was like, oh, thank you guys. You're so sweet. And I was like, have a good night. And I just kept walking. Like that was my experience. And I was very happy with that. See, Yeah. My thing is like, I don't, I don't mind. Like, I don't feel like. My biggest issue is I don't ever want to interrupt someone to like, you know, that, that I appreciate while they're eating. Like, that's like never yeah, a time no, to do that's that. that's super rude. Like, if she was, if I was like walking down the street and I saw her, maybe I would have been like, oh, like, hi, you know, I just wanted to say like, I, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a fan or whatever. Like, can I have a picture? But yeah. like, she's sitting down at a pink berry enjoying her frozen yogurt. I don't want to be like, hello. oh god Uh, that made me uncomfortable uncomfortable. that made me uncomfortable Um, but yeah so all right well since we're on the topic of buffy i need to know 
Wait, also, I just, I, I have to take it one, for one second because I just finished rewatching again and every time. And she kept texting me about it. It was great. Every time <laughs> when, with the last episode with Spike, <sighs> I almost tear up every time. Oh, I do tear up. But I, I cry. You said almost. Well, like, I don't cry very easily, but I like, I tear yeah. up every time because when, when she's like, I love you. And, and he's he says, like, no, you don't. No, you don't. But, but thank you. Oh. I was like, I know this is coming, but it I just got so chills. Bad. <laughs> right. And I'm like, he died for you. But then, he's Jesus. But then he comes back in Angel. So it's okay. He's Jesus. He comes back an angel, and it's I, so honestly, worth it. It's so worth it just for the him and angel. I don't banter. really like angel. Angel is not great until like, like you know, I didn't watch third season. I didn't watch angel, which is weird because like being so in love with Buffy, I was like, well, surely I'll watch. But you know, I just never got into it. I was really happy Charisma Carpenter was doing stuff, but I missed her on Buffy. Charisma was great, um, but then of course you know just like anything else they get rid of her um but i angel is is pretty good season two and three um you also get introduced to fred who is probably one of my favorite characters in the buffy verse she's just so incredibly wonderful um but it's definitely like you could you could do without it, but I I do love Angel. It is it is really fun. Um, as I I never did that thing where like you watch them simultaneously. That is too much. Oh, that's too much. I that's too much. But um, but since we're on the topic of Buffy, I want to know who is your favorite Buffy villain? Oh, my favorite Buffy villain, Drusilla. Oh, one hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> and my, it's my biggest downfall though is that they didn't do more with her. Like, I know. like bringing her back or anything that it drove me crazy because the type of psychotic that she was especially when she was in her weakest state oh my was God. everything i loved watching that type of crazy and, and the you, actress uh was juliet I, I don't remember her juliet name. something was, yeah yeah she was just incredible incredible drusilla was by far the most underrated character on that whole fucking TV show. I'm opening the next bottle of Prosecco. It's going to be loud for a second. Hold okay. on. Okay. Oh! Anyway, <laughs> um, Drusilla was the most underrated character on that TV show because her level of like psychoticness and like just a disconnection from the world. Yeah. Was... I mean, I love the story of like the way that she was tortured and driven insane before even turned through you know one of our heroes yeah and it's just like that type of insanity mixed with the weakness of her like mind and body when we were introduced to her just created this really interesting dynamic of character and just an incredible performance i really i think one of their biggest services not doing more with her or at least ending her story i agree uh for me yeah. yeah, because every once in a while it would be like, oh, Spike's back, he's heartbroken, where's Drew? And he's like, yeah. oh, Drew's like in Prague or something. Her, like, yeah. yeah. But then, but then um, my, my, my cat's namesake <laughs> is when <laughs> Harmony calls her Dorcas. Uh, <laughs> I love Harmony. 
Oh, Harmony's great. Har- Harmony is great, but I don't consider her a villain. Well, so I, don't I, I like I like comic relief. So here's here's the thing: if you if you love Harmony, then I plead and beg with you to watch Angel, because Harmony is a character on Angel. Oh and my gosh, she is probably the best part of that show. Honestly, like so hilarious. Um, she's like the secretary for like this big like law firm and like she's like she hooks up with this guy and she like kills him by accident it's just she's so so funny so fantastic and then like i don't want to give it all away because she does some really great shit in that show but harmony as like was always so awful and then as a vampire she's literally the fucking best <laughs> like my From little the moment that spike stabbed her when she was wearing that ring yeah, like I'm in love. That I love that I, scene. So I like I, ever since that I'm like I love her. That whole part, she's like, "Oh my god, you were trying to kill me." That whole episode is so good, especially at the end when it's Anya, um, oh. Harmony, and Buffy all walking in that like triangle, and they're all just yeah. like let down by the men in their lives. And yeah. I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> it's so good." Uh like that's the thing, like. Buffy was such an incredible, like, female female empowerment. Yes, female empowerment moment of the like '90s and early 2000s, and and also like such such a a a representative piece of work. Like, I mean, to first of all, showing one of the most like truly genuine and loving, beautifully done lesbian relationships on television on private television so incredible so like it was just so so beautiful and it really kind of wasn't that like the first lesbian relationship on primetime tv i i I don't know if it was the first one but it was definitely one of the one of the biggest it was the most well done yes most well done um and one of the biggest uh publicized and i and even like actual actually showing intimacy between the two, which was yeah, and the way it was written for their relationship in Bloom was really stunning because so many in so many um, coming out stories, it's kind of like a, how do I do this? And I kind of like I always know blah, blah blah, but like with Willow, it is this process of like because you meet her before she comes to terms and realizes everything. So you watch her for multiple seasons before. Yeah that comes to fruition. It's a beautiful journey to get to watch. And it can be very delicate because they could have written it in a way where it was like, well, let's just make her a lesbian so that we can fill that slot. But like, it really is a beautiful yeah. transition story that is, I think, um, yeah, cause I, I don't want to say ahead of its time, but like, ahead of it, in my opinion. Yes, definitely. And I think, and, and the thing was, is that it could have gone two ways because originally when they were writing it, it was either going to be Willow or Xander who was going to be the gay character, uh, which is how they were writing it. And they were setting it up for Xander to be the gay character um, through the seasons. And then ultimately they chose Willow instead. And I think it, like, honestly, such a better choice. Yes. Absolutely. Cause I hate Xander as a character. <laughs> I think everyone kind of does. I hate Xander. Also, I don't think it would make sense. It. Like, um, I think like, I think it does. I feel like there's a lot of things that could be interpreted as like repressed homosexuality. I could see with that. his character, um, but I just 
his i don't know him as a character his choice his choices that he makes and the fact that honestly personally the i feel like he he doesn't ever support his friends which upsets me um <laughs> so i don't we like talk that. about that all the time me and my friend we're, we're re-watching it and um well she's watching it for the first time but that's one of the things we talk about it we're always like what does he really contribute most of the time? He's the worst. <laughs> and this is it. And everybody's always like, oh, I love Xander so much. Like, Xander's, no, set, Xander's Xander. so great. And I'm like, Xander, he never, ever, ever supports his friends. And then he is like so sad when everybody leaves him out and when people treat him a certain way. And I'm like, You're you literally, like, yeah. you literally have been <laughs> the worst and most least supportive friend in the group. And then he acts out in a way that gets everybody in trouble when he feels that way. Yeah. He gets you know involved with something that's gonna mess it all up. Although I do have to say that some of that some of the Xander episodes are my favorite. The um the episode when they um when they uh decided to bake a cake in there, like make the bomb in the school. That is one like one of my favorite episodes. So good. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like okay. while it's just like it's just Xander's side story while everybody else is going through these like big yeah. important like yeah. life changing well, be- moments. Well, because they make you. That was their like. Okay, we have to make Xander a little bit more. We I think they had to justify like. I think they were noticing the reaction of like, why is he always like this? And it was like, let's give an episode where it shows what it's like to be him and how frustrating it must be to also feel like you are not. Yeah. And then it's like he finally gets something good. He finally is doing well. Anya is literally a godsend. Like that character, thank God they turned into the show because her that character is so amazing and transforms the entire show. Um and then he fucks it up. Yeah, there you go. It's like motherfucker, you don't realize you're not gonna do any better. <laughs> marry her. And then Just he and then he, and then he goes fine. on a date with Aaliyah. Not Aaliyah, uh, not Aaliyah. No, it was Ashanti. It was Ashanti. Why did I say Ashanti. Aaliyah? He goes on a date with Ashanti and she tries to kill him and sacrifice him to open up the Hellmouth. Again. So can Again. we, but also like, all right, as much as I love Willow's story throughout this whole thing, I missed Oz. Oh, yeah. I loved I Oz as a character. I loved Oz as a character, but I, I also feel was... like there wasn't much more for him. Well, I was gonna say, I think they kind of went where they could with him, you know. And then uh, I don't know. I, I think it's a good thing that you missed. I agree. Although I do think that it would have been really fun to have transform like transformative werewolf moments, where when he was transformed, like there were moments where I feel like even though he was like, what was that one episode where he was kind of like about to attack willow but not really right before he left he, he was yeah he's about to attack willow there was some sort then... of humanity in him and i feel like it would have been really fun to play with that level of humanity when he is transformed and make him an ally to buffy's cause to fight demons i mean yeah he would come in handy that's right he would like, i think i think that would have been so fun but also i hated the werewolf creation oh that my they god did. that's what i was that gonna was say so I fucking hate ugly. It. it looked like some weird gorilla <laughs> bear wolf it was thing not good. considering the fact considering the fact that the prosthetics on this show were, were so good and then you have the werewolf and that werewolf outfit was so bad disappointing i did that <laughs> it was me. It it was I. I did it all. I was looking. Oh, uh, uh, sorry. No, no, but I think that like I wish I don't know. 
I'm glad that I missed Foz because it doesn't mean that you burnt out his character like you said. But, but I also love the the episode where Oz comes back and he thinks that everything is going to go back to normal and then he finds out about Tara and Willow mm-hmm. and he transforms and tries to attack her. So good. Love it. I know. <laughs> love it. But also, like, if I had to choose between Tara and Willow... I would choose Tara. Or Oz and Willow, I would have chosen. I would choose Tara. Easy. But like I, their I wish... love is a different kind of love. Into that story too. Ugh. I just I wish they did more with Oz. Like let them break up and let him do his own thing. And like, <laughs> well, he could be a primary character without being in a relationship, right? Exactly. Right? Although this was like the two thousands, and yeah, everything was so relationship a, yeah. based. Well. I hate to have to move away from Buffy, but we should move on to other things. Um, we, I'm sure we can come back to it at some point. But um, speaking of uh, television-related horror, are there any uh, like series, horror series that you are um, watching or that you've watched that you love that you want to talk about? <laughs> um, so I... This needs to be tough I like everything. Like I, like I was obsessed with The Walking Dead. I'm two seasons behind. I love The Vampire Diaries, True Blood. Um, I love Slasher. I don't know if y'all have watched Slasher. Well, I haven't watched Slasher. I was really nervous to start it, so I like keep putting it off. But everybody keeps telling me I have yeah, to watch it. So same. definitely watch it. It's not, uh, I like American Horror Story. It's similar to that. Every season is different. So watch. I would suggest honestly watching first. Um, okay. Because the first one was on television, so it's a lot less, uh, a lot more edited. Gotcha. Um, and I mean, yeah, the thing is, I just watch anything and everything I can. It's like, especially involving horror. Um, and that kind of thing. I don't watch a lot of films that are made for TV, although I'm, uh, shameless plug, I am in a Lifetime movie called Stalker's Prey 3 coming okay. out in there a couple months. <laughs> and and then, do, do we have a date? I don't have a date. No. Okay. Let us <laughs> when know. I know when you, it, I'll tell you though. Yeah, I was yes. gonna say, let us know when you get a date because a lifetime moment is always good. We love a lifetime moment. I play um an eighteen or a seventeen year old who uh <laughs> which is typical for me. I mean I, will I was gonna say, say uh in teacher shortage, I think that's the oldest role I've played. Like yeah. 23, yeah. Well, you have great skin. I was so going to say you are quite youthful looking. Thank you. I just turned thirty-three. I'm out. Can we bathe in your blood? Well, <laughs> <laughs> it must be it. I was just like, I, I. It's very funny when you're thirty-two years old and you're on set playing a seventeen-year-old, but it, it's working in my favor. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to say I, I am, the same age. Oh. I'm younger but, than both of you. I don't know. <laughs> oh, great. You look, you I mean, look I'm the oldest by two years. You look the oldest. Thank you. Oh, my God. Um, that is why. I'm just not wearing a pound of foundation. <laughs> I'm not either. I'm not either. <laughs> well, he's really not. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, truly not. I'm, not. I'm like, I'm not wearing I a do pound. have a ring light on. You have, oh, that's it. You have the ring light. There you go. I have the ring light on. I did not put my ring light on because it takes have. 11 years off of you. But it also makes us look a lot paler, so I'm okay with it. Okay. We're like, 
I was gonna say I am wearing foundation, but not a pound. Thank you. Three point four. <laughs> three but quarters yes, of a pound. So just so you know, three point four is not three quarters. That's I meant three. Point seven five. You, you know what I meant. Suck my ass. I've been drinking Prosecco. <laughs> don't judge me. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I like a lot of TV. A lot of <laughs> I, and I actually prefer TV to film. Um, just I like the longevity of character mm-hmm. work. Through and as an actor too, my my ideal would be to be a series regular on a show, yeah. a la Game of Thrones, blah blah blah. With my look and my type, I'm probably going to be more so on like CW kind of. I because I am I loved uh, both uh, Haunting of Hill House and yes. Haunting of Bly yes. Manor. Bly Manor yes. I did not watch Bly Manor. I, and, and this is, a lot of people hated Bly Manor. I loved Bly Manor. I thought it was very reminiscent of a Victorian ghost story. Very, Absolutely. very much like not a lot of, not a lot of like real, like guttural scares, mm-hmm. but it had that overwhelming unease that overwhelming like creepiness that i love and i I appreciate in like those victorian ghost stories and i i agree with you this this the idea of having that longevity of the story and being able to tell so much more than you can in two hours it's it's so much more effective you get to know the characters on such a different level and get to appreciate and love them so much more i was gonna say on series i love the character development and character stories versus movie where you get like an hour and a half two hours to like establish your character tell their story the best you can and then end the story which is fine Uh, if you're like if you're doing a slasher like yeah like i don't need to know just get rid of them off them but in something like you know, in something like a Blind Manor or or um, a Hill House, you want to know, like you want to understand the characters and their motivations and what and their connections to each other, which I appreciate. Yeah. Um, and I'm really looking forward to the next what whatever they bring out next because they also did did Hush, which I thought was an incredible yeah, film. I like that. Film. I like that. that. You know, I think there's this beauty to it too when you're doing TV stuff. Like when you do a film, you're watching, and there's probably like a twist or two sometimes where you're like, oh that throughout a series you could go for five episodes watching something and then in the sixth episode something changes the entirety of everything you've been watching and thinking the whole time which happened for me in blind manor yeah spoil it because some gulia hasn't watched it but there's that moment in the well that yeah 100 i honestly my it makes everything else make sense and my heart was so broken that i had to stop and say I need to come back to this later because yeah. I was so torn up inside over it, and it's, <laughs> like, it's heartbreak. It's truly heartbreak. But so well done, so beautiful, and and I, I I honestly I can't I can't say enough how much I loved that that show. And, you know, I think that that's the beauty of that show, and I think that's why a lot of people had issues with it. Actually, not issues, but had a uh, less of a. Because Haunting of Hill House came out and everybody was like, oh, yeah. shit, blah, blah, blah. And then Haunting of Bly Manor came out and a lot of people were just like, I think it's just, it was just a different style of horror where uh, The Haunting of Bly Manor had so many hidden intricacies of, of ghosts and, and pop things, like little things you would notice that would really freak you out. Whereas um, I find Bly Manor to be more of a heartfelt uh, horror, if that makes sense. Kind of a, a horrific love story. Yeah, mm-hmm. where it's like it's a tragic tale, 
not making me go like ah, but it's making me feel like oh, I feel I don't feel at ease. I feel this sense of eeriness when it comes to the horror aspects, but I feel this sense of sadness when it comes to the okay. character work. Yeah, and 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 like I said, like that's why like I love Victorian ghost stories. Like they're they're my favorite. And I mean, for the most part, only people only ones that people really know are like A Christmas Carol, but I like the others. Right, but, but it's not really Victorian though. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I loved, can, I love that movie. The others is so the others is so well done, and first of all, Nicole Kidman in the others is like that Nicole whole Kidman movie. in anything is everything. <laughs> well, yes, but I mean Australia. Anyway, yeah. uh, so, but the others is such an incredible film. But it's like this this Victor like okay, so like Victorian ghost stories originally were meant to be told like on Christmas, like, on Christmas was, like, a huge time. Like, Christmas Eve was a big time for ghost stories. Everybody would sit around the fire, and they would they would share these ghost stories, and um, a lot of them are just, they just, they just give, they fill you with a sense of unease. Not so much that they terrify you, scare you, but they fill you with a sense of unease, and they make you, like, really question, you know, how thin the veil between life and death is. And that is what I, I love that. I love that so much because a lot of things now are all about the jump scares. It's all about like how horrific and gruesome it can be. And don't get me wrong. I love my, my like unabashed gore, like mm-hmm. give it to me. But when something can make me, can grip me the way that like that blind Manor did or like the others did, I'm invested the whole way. I love that. I, I mean, I, I feel the same when it comes to, like, obviously I love Four Point and Five and the rest, like, give me as much as you can, but, like, um, I also, when there's this strong built-in character work, if you really care about the characters you're watching and the story that they're experiencing, it creates this other sense of fear, like, you fear what's going to happen to them, not just in the, in the sense of, like, are they going to get killed off or blah, 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 but in the sense of, like, what they're experiencing, and I think that's that's so why that well moment is so poignant because like um when you see that happen it's just kind of like oh my god everything that's scary it changes every it changes everything and everything that yeah. you, all, all all the things that you had hoped for and wished for for these characters they're gone it changes gone. yeah and like that's it's very it's the same thing like if you even with like uh with hell house this whole the whole moment with nell when you find out that nell is the bent neck lady yeah and it's just like that all your your heart sinks yeah and it's just this this it's making me depressed right now but it's a hopelessness that that like really that comes over you and it's it's such a beautiful and and different take on on the horror genre because so absolutely because for so long it's all about scaring people and like how how like what can we do how can we kill people in all these new and inventive ways and now to just strip it down and to be like well horror is you know is removing all of the hope from a situation horror is is putting all of these people that you care about in a room and knowing that they're not all going to get out alive. Well, like, I feel that like is... that's, I feel like that's kind of always been a base of horror is putting humans into hopeless situations. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think. I always feel like the end, have you ever seen The Mist? You know, the end of The, the Mist. mist. Yes. Um, that's one where it's like, it's not, it's not scary per se in the sense of like, nothing's jumping out and scaring you, but that, that movie left me gutted. I yeah, mean, that, that feeling of like, oh, you know, like I, I don't know. It yeah, just, yeah. It's hard to it, it was so tragic. That yeah. scares me. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, it it like, leaves you oh, feeling God. very empty and like and yeah, and also lost. and also this this yeah. this moment when you when you see these characters and you all of a sudden you're like they never had a choice. These these yeah. these characters never had a choice in how things were going to work out. And that yeah. like, that is the most hopeless situation to be in. And that to me is like the scariest. Yeah. Like they, I, I I agree. Like yeah. being left without any hope or choice is terrifying. And that's why I think they're doing such a good job. <laughs> <laughs> it really, and I am scared. It's scary. <laughs> but for like it's it really is. And I I'm I I I can't wait for more, honestly. I um I haven't watched um there's uh th- there's this new there's a new one on Netflix. It's like his house which I've heard wonderful, like incredible things about. It's about a, um, a, a, a immigrant fam, like a uh, husband and wife, and they move into this apartment and they start experiencing like a lot of paranormal um, experiences. And it looks really fantastic. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. But uh, Guli and I watched um, Lovecraft Country not too long ago. And that was fantastic. Phenomenal. I mean, so beautifully done, so fantastic, and I think. But I think that there, right now, we're really in like a. I, I use this term a lot, but a renaissance for for like series horror. Yeah, I'm obsessed. Yeah, <laughs> I really am. I I mean, I really do love it because it, it does have that aspect of like it brings a new level in my horror, and I feel like um The Walking Dead is a prime example. I'm not as into it now watched that show in quite a while so i'm not sure yeah. where daryl is i at. gotta be like three seasons behind. yeah i just caught up to the most recent season i haven't watched anything that just was released i but, think i stopped at like season yeah. four but i know that the new um the new episodes release in february for the second half of this season yeah and yeah. um but up to where i am now i was like they they took some they, they took some leaps and bounds in, in what they've done. And honestly, I'm, I'm back on board and um, my heart was really broken at the end of last season. So. I mean, and that's how you know it's good. Like when there's, when there's a moment where like, where, I mean, there's so many moments where I'm watching, I'm watching this zombie show and then something happens and I'm like crying yeah. and I'm like, Oh, I'm like literally sitting here crying over what just happened to this character. And in, in the, it's almost weird because you're like, oh, I'm watching this zombie horror <laughs> and yet I yeah. am so invested. And I, I think it's hard to do that when it comes to film, but it's easy to do that when it comes to movies. Not easy, it's like hard to write it. But like easy in the sense of like through that much time. Like you have, yeah, you have the opportunity. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I mean, I again, I haven't watched in a long time, but I remember being being like very emotionally invested, but also I love Norman Reedus ever since I saw Boondock Saints. <laughs> yeah, of course. So... We've all had very naughty dreams about Norman Reedus. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> so since we're on the topic of, of, of zombies, we, we have a question that we ask all of our guests. It's a very oh. important uh, and and very serious. And question. actually, zombies and then Norman Reedus will bring us into our next question. I'm sure. <laughs> yes. So we like to ask all of our guests, what kind of person are they in regards to uh, different horror creatures? Are you a vampire person? Are you a zombie person? A werewolf person? A cryptid person? Uh, are you? more of somebody who loves like the creature from the black lagoon or do you love witches and and um mutants and yeah what is your thing i think i think in the long run my answer is vampire i think i always fall back to that i think um i've always had a place for vampires i they're the one creature too where i'm like if i could be something that's what i would want to be yeah um, and i think it's kind of delved that way into the media I intake as well. Like, if there's a vampire show, I've probably watched it. If there's, or I've wanted to be on it, I have like, it's just that kind of thing that like, and I, I like the more modern takes, I think, on it. Like, as much as like, or the vampire diaries that kind of, or, you know, Buffy in general, like that, even yeah. though on Buffy they make their face not, a thick, like, they make them like uh, uglier. But, um, we get all bumpy. I was gonna say I put I put quotes up, but they're not always mm-hmm. like ugly, you know. Uh, and then uh, I Wait, they're like, like where that. do I send my reel? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, hello, hello. I, I like the idea of the um, the lore of vampires. Mm-hmm. I think I, I really like the take on it in multiple facets too. When you watch things like the Black Robe, where it's not the medieval, or or if you watch like an American horror story where it was more of a viral thing in hotel when they weren't technically vampires but they were living off the blood kind of thing and i was i really like the idea of immortality uh you all of those aspects of or like interview with a vampire too like that kind of uh i like yeah that's my answer I, i do like the humanity level of vampires when it comes down to it like i think that the fact that they're very human in so many like they hold on to so many of their human characteristics but then they are still quote-unquote monsters is very fascinating as a creature Mm -hmm. i myself i know i'm a zombie slime creature type person because i'm like let's be real if i were to ever be reincarnated that's what i would be yeah and also i just i don't know i love it it makes me happy it brings me joy in life but yeah, I will say I'm not allowed to say anything, so I'm going to say something, but it's going to be very cryptic. But I am working on something that involves a transformation. A transformation. We love yeah. a transformation. Is it a slimy transformation? <laughs> I honestly don't know. Yet. <laughs> I was going to say I, I'm very patient. I love, and I'm willing to wait to find I, out. I love a like a slimy. So you like, have you have a project. I have well, I'm I'm working on five films this upcoming year. Um, wow. Oh, she's booked. I'm not really allowed to talk about most of them. Yeah. So, so that's kind of why I'm like I'm that's fine. That's fine. But uh, I there is a transformation in one of them that's very very good. 
So we are going to be seeing your face a lot. Hopefully. Yes. Yes. No, no, we will. Uh, we'll be seeing your we're face putting like it out there. in half. And like <laughs> <laughs> we're putting it out there. We're gonna be seeing your face in a lot of projects. I, Whether it be at, at the Hudson Room or on TV. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the Hudson this. Room in Peekskill, New York. Come check out his yeah. boy band tribute. Well, I tour we tour around the whole world. So if if you're anywhere, you can find the whole world. The whole world. The globe. <laughs> Sometimes we're not even in the country. Oh, why? So, so I don't like uh, this has nothing to do with horror, and I'm so sorry to like, like to divulge. I, I'm in a boy band tribute, and we tour with like Joey Fatone, like Lance Bass, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And we tour around the world doing like a nine. Uh, I mean, we do Motown up today. We do every generation of boy band. Um, but we, 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 it's been a like a whole thing. I love. So that. you have toured with members of Insync before. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so we've been with Joey and Lance mostly, and then uh, we're with Ryan Carrera and O Town a lot on the Pop UK tour. Um, and then we work with um, Jeff Timmons, Monday Degree, DVB, Cynthia, Raquel. They're like house people. You just said Stevie B. Oh yeah, 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 Stevie. I love Stevie B. I love, <laughs> I, I love Raquel. So and I love Raquel. Yeah. I love Raquel. Like everything before that, I was like, oh, I love all this. I tell, love all this. Tell and Stevie B and Raquel we love them. Oh, I will. I'll, I'll have them do a video shout out next time I'm with them. Uh-huh. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> then you said Stevie B, and I was like, I Holy I love shit. Raquel. I really do. I I have Raquel on my on my phone. She's very sweet. Very. Sweet. I li- like. Ugh. I used to rock out to that in the 90s. It was the thing. So, I mean, like, as a young person growing up in, like, New York City, for me, like, Stevie B, Raquel was it. Like, I grew up in Brooklyn, and that's all you heard. I grew up in the Bronx. Yeah, like, that's all we listened to. Like, I was a big, like, you know, Jocelyn and Enrique. I love her. It's nice to talk to people of similar ages. I know. Because (laughs) all speak the same language and we all listen to the same music <laughs> so um because we, we do want to move along but uh i i'm loving this moment um i know i was gonna say like can we talk about freestyle <laughs> i mean i would also have, listen, because also don't like, get me started because if we start talking about freestyle like i'm obsessed with tka and it's gonna be a same. long conversation oh um, my gosh we uh, performed with them oh I love TKA so much. I do too. But also like, so one of my favorite, like of recent times, cinematics, cinematic soundtrack moments was the use of CVB's um, Because I Love You, the postman song in The Guest. So The Guest, I don't, if, if anyone has not seen The Guest, please watch it. It's Please phenomenal. watch it. Um, so the use, have you, wait, have you seen it? I have not seen it, no. I have to watch it. All right. So the use of the Postman song in that movie, I'll leave it at that. One of my favorite uses of a, of a song in a movie ever, because it's very not what you would expect. Um, but it's, it's, I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, this is perfect. This is so fucking perfect. So please watch it and report back to me about how you feel about it. But it's Stevie, whom I love, obviously. But we should move on because I could talk. Because we could this do this forever. all day. So I was gonna say I'm sorry too. I talk in circles. No, 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 no. I go on and Listen, on. You, we love this. We this is what this is what we do. And then people are like, 
your episodes are too long. And I'm like, because this is quality content that you're not going to get anywhere else. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> um, it's, it's very that. <laughs> so we want to know who your favorite horror hotties are because which yeah, that we love that. We want to know. I was going to say, which ties back <laughs> who into do the you, Norman When you're is. laying in bed at night and you're like, I need someone to masturbate you and you delve into your horror hotties, who is it? Who is it that comes to mind? Oh my God, I don't even know. You know, this is going to sound so awful. There's not a lot of my type in the horror scene. Well, what is your type? Cinnamon. So, I love, for lack of a better word, I love twink. Like, just in general, like, small, skinny. I I have enough, uh, a natural draw to more stereotypically feminine qualities. Okay. So it's very, I find it very rare that you find those characters actually portrayed um, in, yeah, the, in the cinema. So you love Nightmare 2. You love Nightmare 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that dance that dance scene in the bedroom that's what gets you going isn't it when he when he pushes the 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 drawer closed with his butt that's what gets you going there you go what else, what else do you need that's what you need. that's all you need i am trying to think i have these like random little celebrities in my head but they're not quite horror people um no, no, just name them I mean, I love Brandon Flynn, like from 13 Reasons Why. Okay. Okay. Um, or I love Ben Bauer, who is more of an indie actor. Most people don't know who he is. I he don't was think I know. Something like say. Summer, or he was on uh, Hunting Season. He created it. Okay. Um, and. Um, okay. I see. I, I just looked up Ben Bauer. Okay. If you found the right one, I, he's, a cute, he's such a cute. Is it this one? Wait, you probably can't, you can't see, see it. it. I can't see. I know. I was like, I'm gonna I, hold my phone up to the to the webcam, and we're gonna. Well, he's a little blonde. blonde. He's blonde. Yeah, that's yeah. him. Like that's blonde him. hair. I could never look like that. I could. Life. I could not either. I. Could that's not. the beauty of everyone. Everyone wants to know how they look. Exactly. I I look more like um. A a grizzly bear. <laughs> 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 but, I'm trying to think of like a good like horror. It's like the Revenant over here. Just, oh my God. <laughs> my just climb up inside of me. That's all I'm asking. It's really this is the descent. <laughs> it's the descent. Climb in there. There are oh, there are giant bat creatures that are living in my bottle. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> I could see that. Honestly, if there was anything living in my bottle, it would have to be giant bat creatures because but, I would not want right, it any other so way. Here's the thing again. You're bringing it back to your butthole. You are. Not me. Yeah. The only reason you haven't brought it up is because I told you how much no. you bring it up. Yes. No. This what? is you, baby. Oh, do you know who was it? Uh, Nico Tor. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. Nico yes, no. is Scream literally... 4. I brought him into Scream 4 and he's in the new Walking Dead. And the following. I love the so following. Is so is good. Oh, good. I love that. So good. That Okay, yeah. there we go. That's all. He's horror. Uh, Nico Tortorella. Yeah. Nico Tortorella is. Beautiful. so gorgeous like, like they are beautiful. they are one of the most beautiful humans i've ever laid eyes on yeah. i'm obsessed with their instagram i just want them to notice me well i was gonna say so <laughs> i'll like, reach out don't, notice me senpai don't they live in <laughs> duchess county 
maybe i don't know i don't I think i'm not live. that i'm not that creepy i was no but i think they post things like tagged is on. that new york where is that County? yeah it's, yeah, it's like a little bit further up from us i mean that would make sense i mean the following was filmed in new york and then now they're working on the walking the new walking dead yes. which was in west virginia i think or virginia yes. and their partner is also oh, gorgeous stunning and i'm i'm just obsessed with that they're a beautiful couple they are their wedding photos actually made me (gasps) tear up a little bit their wedding photos so gorgeous and then i was like i i hate them both (laughs) like you like how dare how dare you two beautiful people fall in love how dare yeah why can't you beautiful person fall in love with me this potato in the corner (laughs) please i would appreciate (laughs) it God, why can't I can't I, why can't I have my fairy tale where, where the the sexy individual falls in love with the potato? <laughs> That's real life. Listen, people stick their dicks in pumpkins. I don't see why they can't do it into into a potato. I just you. I don't want to out myself, but I've literally seen a video of that, and I don't know if we're referencing. I'm sure it's the same video because I saw. I saw it. like a gif of it. And I saw the video and I saved it to my phone because I was like, I'm going to need this one day. <laughs> You're like, I will need this. Yeah, no. I have, I, 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 I'm I, vaccinated and I have, pre- I'm on prep. So good for me. No, uh, no. But here's the thing. Like, you got the vaccine? Yes, girl. She's an Congratulations. Nurse. She's a healthcare worker. My mom literally has COVID. So we're quarantined in the house. That's why I'm not in New York right now. Oh. I came home for the holidays and surprise, COVID. That, that was your gift. So. It was her birthday. She got it. And then it was your Christmas gift, and New Year's. Your gift is antibodies. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. yeah like, I feel like I've been exposed so much and just have never gotten it. And I've literally been in the house with her for 17 days now. And I have no anything. So I don't know. Like, Well, also, like, I don't know. Not, not everyone is symptomatic versus yeah. like, not everyone actually gets it. And you might have antibodies to begin with. I got real well, especially sick. living in New York. Like. Yeah. That's what I keep saying. I'm like, every time I'm like, I think living in New York, there's so much exposure that we don't even think about. Like the moment I go on the subway, even if I'm fully like covered and stuff, I'm like, there's still the possibility that I've been exposed yeah. way more than maybe the average person. Yeah. Like I know that uh, Donnie and I have both been working throughout all of this. She works in healthcare. I work in veterinary medicine. So we've been kind of like powering through all this. I got really sick right when COVID started like last year so I'm like I probably had it my antibodies might be gone by now but I haven't gotten sick again knock on wood if you want to that's suck- what my sister thought she's a parole officer she yeah. got really sick like January yeah and I got sick like, like the worst yep I got sick late February I was out of commission for like three days which is unheard of for me because when I get sick it's usually like a <laughs> like I'm not feeling well type of thing this was, I had a fever, I was hallucinating, and I was trying to let out my dogs, and I was like, oh, fuck, I could barely stand up type of thing. If you want to suck the vaccine out of my titty, you can go right ahead. That is very good. I'll nurse it to you. <laughs> there you go. That's it. So, <laughs> so we, I mean, we're reaching the end of our interview, um, but... You, you you went in, you told us a little bit about what you're doing um, in the future, but do you have anything that is uh, coming out in the near future that you've worked on that you want to tell people about that um, 
that you can tell us about because we'll be excited to like watch. Yes, very. <laughs> I mean, we're so I think you've seen the so teacher shortage really just came out a few months ago officially yeah. on like all streaming platforms. So and Roger obviously was in that as well. So feel free to check that out. Um, a single evening just came out like a week or two ago on all streaming platforms. It's a short musical uh, film, and Jose is also in that and I think was a producer on it as well yeah I was gonna um, say I haven't seen that one yet so I'm gonna have to watch that it's only 12 minutes so if you've got like some random time to kill if you're on break out, at work uh, and you just want to watch there, a, yeah there you go goal, oh. go ahead if I'm hiding in the bathroom pretending to cry then that's where I go exactly that's that's what this is for you too yeah and they're gonna hear like random singing i'm gonna be like just kidding i'm crying like please leave me alone i'm so this is how this is how i handle (laughs) i i I handle my sadness by listening to musicals (laughs) it's a really actually uh so the music is kind of like uh a darker pop vibe like uh thing and it's about um this bisexual girl going through a literal one evening of dealing with dating apps and it's kind of as if the dating apps come to life in her head and it's a. Uh, I play Tim, which is Tim and Drea are Tinder when we come together, like a metaphor for Tinder. So I'm essentially like a fuckboy. And then uh, obviously I have the A Stalker's Prey 3 is coming to Lifetime, I believe in March or April. I don't have a definite date. But if you feel like it in the meantime, watch the first two. It's an it's exactly what you'd think for a lifetime start. <laughs> it's but fantastic. You got booked for lifetime, which is a big deal. We it is, it. and the movie is fun. It's a fun movie. I mean, the the series itself is fun. Um, it's essentially like this group of teenagers get saved from a shark attack, and the guy who saved them falls in love with one of the girls. So oh wow! Maybe a little too in love. Oh, I love. But, uh, yeah. I feel like Lifetime movies get such a not so great rap all the time, but it's like they are. I mean, their story. I love them, they're, but there are. Some, I think there they're are so some, fun. There are some that, so like, entertaining. Really, really, like there was one. My mother literally made us watch it when we were younger. Um, it was called like. Oh my god. I can't remember. What's her face from Still Magnolias was in it. Oh man. I don't oh know. my god. It was like wow. It was like her daughter. Her daughter gets like raped and murdered, and then the guy who raped and murdered her daughter like comes after oh, her. Eye for an eye. Eye for an eye. Yes. Yeah. That movie stayed with How me. How did you know this? I know. I know that movie. I remember the scene very well. That she's movie. raped and killed on the phone with her. Yes, mother. with her mother, and she's killed with an ice sculpture. They, yes. They and then he comes back birthday. after the mother. And that movie screwed me up. As my mother made us sit down and watch it, she was like, "Everybody, sit down. We're all watching Eye for an Eye." <laughs> oh, and you know, I don't, I don't. It's uh, not common knowledge, but it is knowledge that you, the television show, was actually a lifetime. It was, and then it was picked up by Netflix. When it was actually, yeah, I have not watched. I haven't watched that. it because the amount of people who have been. Um, like glorifying the stalker in that show made me very uncomfortable. So I did. It also made him uncomfortable. I hope so. So that's what I heard because I, here's my thing. I loved Gossip Girl. Mm. It was so great. He's great in this role too. I mean, the show is, is fantastic. I, I, heard I definitely it would give it a watch. Show, but I did also hear the amount of people glorifying 
this creepy yeah, character. It's, it's weird because, I mean, the, he even goes in interviews and he's like, you should not like my character. The things I'm doing are not healthy. And then yeah. There people out there like, I want somebody to care about me that much. And you're like, you don't. You don't. don't want that. You don't want somebody who's going to murder your friends. Like, no. Yeah. Like, not. And then also, on top of it, Victoria Pedretti from Haunting of Bly Matter, Haunting of Hill House, is in season two. And she's fantastic. Okay. Ooh. So maybe we'll I got the chance to see her, meet her. Um, at, I don't know if you know the Build interviews, where they do it in the city. They, like, I got to watch her get interviewed. Super interesting girl. I really Ooh. like her. Okay. And she's a great actress. She's Nell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we love it. We love it. All right. So we have some things to look out for right. you. <laughs> I also have one film that's, I don't know if it's coming out or not. I think it's more so being used as a pitch for a feature film. But I, I think it might be doing some festivals. As It's a short film called No Game Like Boxes. And it's um, about, it's essentially, um, in an alternate, but the, I don't even know how to explain that. The the feature film has a, a huge premise that is not currently like I'm not allowed to really talk about. The short film itself is more so I'm being hunted. Okay. I am okay. dropped naked in the woods and hunted along with a few other people. So what you're so saying we have is a that naked we, role. Yeah, so what we get to <laughs> what, we, what you're saying is that we get to see you naked is what. Well, yes and no. So we filmed it i was fully naked and then after doing preview stuff I, they decided to cut some of the all of the movie really because oh. i think they said it was a little distracting it's boring like what? and it was they, they, they said, said it was a little confusing because they said the that your penis film, was too distracting to the audience is what they said that's not a direct quote but i'll take <laughs> it <laughs> but essentially it was one of those things where like in the feature film it 100% makes sense like why characters are yeah but in, in the short they're pitching. in the short there's no really there's no acknowledgement of like why is this person walking around in the woods naked like there's all no... right fine fine no. you're walking around naked. in the woods naked because they dropped you in the woods naked didn't they not follow the story that is a valid point can we get the unedited version <laughs> I know, <stop> <laughs> but i was really For excited because I, I feel like a badass because i got to work with one of the uh uh, stunt people from John Wick was okay. like a stunt choreographer and uh, and our villain in, in the film as well. And I got to do this huge visceral fight, and it was like just like animalistic fight. A nice girthy fight. Oh, okay. Yes, it's a nice girthy fight. I'll warn you, I do have pants on at that point, but oh. it is bloody. Why do and I want to Violent, it? and I I love every second of it, and I. I don't know if it'll be released because I think they're just using it more so as a pitch for investment. It's uh, unfortunate. For the feature, but... Well, if you can get us an un, an unedited <laughs> version of, of the pitch, we will watch it and we'll let you know what we think of how distracting the penis is or not, ultimately. I bet uh, you it's not. Like, I, I feel like I could get through it. I bet you I'll only rewind three times. Maybe yeah, four. Like, I'll, Maybe like four. I've been, I've been, I've been... I'll pause it so that I can get a good glimpse. I can still follow the story, though, when I'm there exactly. you go. And a good pause. A good enough pause. It's like it's like a like. Uh, let me just look back again, one real quick, just to make sure that I just saw it. Just to make it. sure I have the story. Because I just <laughs> want the mental picture of it to to stay with me, um, as I watch the rest of the film. I just <laughs> there you go. And then after that, I'll only just watch that 
those like Three times. T- 12 seconds over and over again. Make a gif out of it and just keep it on my phone so I can oh. watch it over. Oh, perfect. Not, perfect. not the pumpkin. Not the pumpkin. Not the pumpkin. Um, <laughs> balls deep in Halloween. There we go. If you're not going balls deep in Halloween, are you really doing Halloween and at I all? I do even love Halloween. Clearly not. Well, Chris, thank you so much. <laughs> this has been such a fun Chaotic. <laughs> no, love it. I love it. It's been so. I'm so sorry that I'm here. I'm so sorry. No, no, no don't be. Don't be sorry. Is that like I think that we as people tend to bring out chaos in other people because we ourselves are chaotic. You know, disappear before you leave us. If you could just plug your socials for plug our your listeners. Socials, plug your shit. Absolutely. You can follow me at Chris Jenner on everything. My last name is spelled J-E-H-N-E-R-T. And it's literally just my name on everything. Except for my YouTube is Chris Jenner. Repeat that one more time. I didn't hear it. Chris Jenner, what? Music. Music, Music. okay. And that's just my YouTube. That's just your YouTube. Wait, is that where I find the boy band content? Well, not on that one. If you (laughs) you want Larger Than Life, the ultimate boy band tribute. I have seen y'all before. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, is the band so we've, you know what, we've you actually know what, that like, that makes you so can i tell you we have we met we have not met but we've been in the same room together you've breathed okay. the same air we breathe the same air where at hudson room at hudson, hudson room. room i've seen yeah. y'all at hudson room before oh my lanta she's I'm watched, she's watched all your white moves watched all your all your dance moves she's very closely I'm really good with hips. My hips are. I'm really good at pelvic thrusting. We love. Pelvic Wait, do we thrusting. see that in in the unedited version of this film? <laughs> no, you see. You see, in the unedited version of the film, it's pretty much just me covered in dirt and blood. But my yeah, she needs to be out there as well. So, if you're listening and you make movies, please put Chris in a movie where he can <laughs> be naked the whole time. <laughs> oh my land. Malanta. Jose, just Clutch make a, my pearls. <laughs> Jose, make a movie that's literally just Chris naked the entire time. <laughs> no one questions it. It's not even weird. <laughs> I think Jose could do that. It's literally just it's literally just Chris walking around the city naked. Like, like no an art film. Like nobody even addresses the fact they'll, they'll that be, he's they'll naked. They'll be like, oh, it's Brooklyn. It's fine. They're like, yeah, this isn't even the weirdest thing I've seen this week. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Valid, yeah. The amount of stories that I have to tell about the E-Train going to Jamaica and Queens. Correct. Yeah. Well, Chris, it is time for us to send you back. Thank you so much for giving us this time. And thank you so much for being here. Um, We can't wait to see each other face-to-face for reals without masks eventually one day. Or even with masks. Even with masks. I'd be okay with that. Just... I, I, I want to see Listen, people. I'm vaccinated. You can come over. <laughs> there you go. Once I get back to New York. Yeah. No, on, like, honestly, I think that there are ways to save social distance and my birthday is coming up. Yes. So thank you so much, Chris. We're going to get our get out our sage. Blow out the candle. And we're going to close out this seance. Oh, I think he's trying to get his last rites in. <laughs> oh no! Put that thing down, flip it, and reverse it.
So that was our interview with Chris Jenner. What a sweet baby angel. For real. I, know, I feel like I say that all the time, but also, I fucking hate you. <laughs> we just tried to take several selfies, and for some reason, Gulia does not look like herself in photos. It, I don't know why. I don't know what I it don't is. photograph well. It's no. like so like, wild. I fire or i look like complete trash i was like in selfies but i don't think i look like that in person you I don't think in person i look like average to like good looking and then in photos i look like trash i like i don't understand why all of a sudden there's a camera in your face and you're just like i don't know how to milk my <laughs> face like, look normal <laughs> but um, i'm crying <laughs> yeah we just laughed so hard. I have tears running down my face because I we took a photo and I was like, oh, let me smile. And then as soon as the photo came up, Dottie was like, don't smile. I was like, oh, okay. This is great. <laughs> well, just because the the lighting in here is not good. So when you smile, because it's all oh. overhead light, it just creates all of these shadows and it just makes your face look not great I mean, on anybody. Even I won't smile in those selfies. So anyway, anyway, Chris uh, Jenner is a sweet baby angel. We love. We him. loved every minute of that, and we can't wait to go hiking and and drink some frozen margaritas. And talk about Sarah Michelle Gellar. And talk about Sarah Michelle Gellar. Who doesn't want to do that? <sighs> Literally. All right, let's go. So I want to eat. We we're gonna, but before we do that, we have one important thing we need to do. What? Our spoopy stuff. Bro, fuck that shit. But it's so important. You do this every time, and I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, half no. the, no, honestly, 100% of the time, I'm already, I'm already slightly in the bag. You're, that's fine. You're going to love this. Here it is. It's spoopy stuff. What you're about to see may disturb you. That that's the theme. Alright, so today for spoopy stuff, I am gonna show you a My butthole. Your no, butthole. I'm not gonna show you your butthole or my butthole. I'm going to I show you I have not... the trailer for one of my favorite videos on the internet, and it is from gayhorrorporn.com <gasps> Wait, this is a website? <laughs> yes. So this is the trailer Can for... Can they sponsor us? Gayhorrorporn.com uh, gay, Gayhorrorporn.com sponsor Please us. sponsor us. So this is um, the trailer for Outcast from Hell and then in parentheses, Gay Edition. <gasps> so, um, yeah. Here Can we go. they sponsor us? I want them to. So Can we send this to the email? Oh, I see some dicks. We love it. Oh, no. She froze. It froze with only 12 seconds left. And I was going to say, right when the butthole is spread. All right. So it's not going to work. But what I could tell you is that I love how your spoopy stuff has really mainly been like trying to convince me of paranormal activity. And this was straight up like, hey, we are going to have like this top zombie type thing contained in a jail cell. 
we're going to throw these victims into it and they're going to be bottomed, quote unquote, unwillingly. I mean, listen, you give me a big dick to mutant in a basement. And someone was uncut there. I think it was one of the bottoms. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so if you're interested in checking out this and video. also, like, honestly, gayhorrorporn.com, why have you not sponsored us For yet? real. So if you want to check out this video, go to gayhorrorporn.com, and you can check out the trailer. And then if you're, like, really into it, you can buy the video, I'm sure. And tell them you bought it because of us. Yeah, to be like, send them an email. Be like, hey, I spit in your mouth, uh, told us to come here and to watch your gay horror porn. And now I'm jerking off watching your gay horror porn. Because we love that. But we gotta go. I gotta eat. Yeah. So this has been another episode of I Spit in Your Mouth and Ookie Spooky Podcast. If you love this podcast, then please do us a favor and make sure that you rate, share, and subscribe to us. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Oh, damn. As well as uh, many other random podcast apps around there uh so please make sure that you are subscribed and that you if you are listening on apple Podcasts, please make sure you you rate and even leave us a little comment because that is very very helpful yeah also don't forget to email us if you have anything you want to tell us if you want to give us a movie to watch that we can review or, or you want... honestly we've been finding great people to interview via reaching out to us which we love absolutely so you can email us at i spit in your mouth podcast at gmail.com and also don't forget to follow the podcast on instagram that's at i spit in your mouth and you can also follow each of us respectively on instagram i am Dottie Spartans at D O T T Y S P A R T A N S. And I am at Gulia Spartans, G H O U L I A S P A R T A N S. I'm sorry I never update my Instagram, y'all. That is. But you could always slide into my DMs or Dottie's DMs or the podcast DMs with dick pics. We dick pics for all of. If you send us dick pics, we will talk about them on the podcast. Dick pics or tit pics. Or tit pics. I love looking at titties. We love love a good titty we love titties we love some titties so send us your titties or your or your peens and we will talk about them on the podcast or, or honestly any part of your body that you are feeling very great and proud of right now yeah we would, lo- we would love to go if you want to send us some some spooky... ass pics some like badge pics some dick pics and if you can make picks. them spooky if you can make if you can give us some spooky thirst Throw traps a bat in your hole I'm down. And we will even like... Well, not like literally a bat in your hole. <laughs> like Photoshop a bat yeah. in your hole. But like if you want to send us some like spoopy thirst traps and like we'll talk about them. We'll rate them. We'll yeah. we'll, we'll tell you like how much we love you for for sending us them. And if you, or, and or hate you if that's your if thing. If you want us to just like keep it between us, like we'll just do it on the, on the, on yeah. the DL. But like, yeah, we love that. Um, also, please don't forget that we are back every other week with a full length interview and uh starting up again next week i will be back with a mini sewed and i'm so sorry that i haven't been uh, yeah that's not doing you. the mini sods just my grandmother passed away and there's been a lot of things going on so i just haven't really been in the mini sewed mood but i will be back next week with another mini sewed for all of you yeah. uh and 
And I, I don't do the mini sods because I'm busy. She's busy. I am also busy, but I also have long periods of time where if I'm not masturbating, I'm not doing anything. So I like to just speak into a microphone for a bit. That's on her. You I have may pop all, up one day. You have all given us maybe like two minutes of happiness um, while we've been recording all of this. So um, I feel like that's an overstatement. <laughs> just remember that if it wasn't for all of you who are listening, we probably wouldn't be doing this because um, I'm actually surprised by the amount of people that are listening. You... I still don't know how many people are listening, but if you are, thank you. So thank you so much. Please, please, please share this with your friends. If you have somebody that you think that would be really wonderful for us to interview, send it along to us we would yeah, love sure. to have why not uh more people from all different kinds of lifestyles and professions yeah and like as much as we love our our queer folks and like our queer family you do not need to be queer to be on this podcast okay that is just how that just happens to be how we roll with yes yeah, absolutely and until our next episode don't forget to stay safe and get COVID tested and wear your mask and creep it real and creep it real, real. bitch.